um when i uh, understood what my role is going to be i thought i went in with an idea ki oh i am going i'll change the whole world these 40 children will be the best of the children that i hope i have ever seen i went inside the classroom the classroom has no blackboard the classroom has no benches my kids are sitting down and uh, it's a small classroom and there's one fan i was devastated i was like what did i sign up for oh my god and i have i have actually go went inside the washroom that day and i cried my heart out and have un- just asked myself is it worth it is it worth it hey everyone welcome back to yet another episode on tales from the norm and today i have someone really special with me a person i have been fortunate enough to know her for a long time now we started off in college and today the person she is right now i am very proud to have her on my podcast she's a tfi fellow alumni tfi staff and an incoming lse graduate student shrestha welcome to the show thank you so much for doing this how are you feeling right now hi ashit thank you so much for having me here today i'm super duper excited to be here and couldn't have actually asked for a better sunday sorry monday morning and yeah you're really excited a good start to the monday yeah it is <laughs> so uh, before going further into your story i would uh, thank you thank you so much for lending me your title first of all and uh, the dream of a equitable society what does it mean to you and and more than that where did it come up from yeah dream of a equitable society right um i'll tell you first why this title given um every day i wake up i wake up with a dream uh just thinking that whatever i'm doing today i'm taking one step one step one baby step closer to um having a world which treats everyone equally and when i'm saying equally when i'm talking about equality um it talks about a lot of things right like we have racial discrimination we have economical discrimination we have gender discrimination um but everyone picks their own battle and i think i have picked my own battle you know very well about it we definitely are going to talk about that um for me a equitable society is where everyone is having the freedom to express and be themselves and i think that is where it is coming from um i owe everything i am today to the freedom and the uh, opportunities i have gotten and i think for me equitable society is bringing that freedom and opportunity for everyone i'm working with and that's why the topic it's a brilliant one to begin with though and when i was thinking about it right so i also have a very general neutral approach so nowadays people talk about equality equity feminism so back like a year or a half back when i was not so much interested to know about all these things but once i started going deep into that i read about it and i got to know and i have a very clean perspective of what i understand from that i see it in a very general neutral approach and when i say that i believe that as an individual no one should be deprived of an opportunity to make the choice whatever they want to do with their life and how they want to do it and we should respect it 
after that like recently uh women's day we celebrate we all celebrated and uh, i was fortunate to have a clip of yours in that episode and uh, while i was editing that right i was listening to each and every track of it and there was so many variety of answers to a single question who is a woman to you but everyone had a i everyone had an idea that what they want to see as a uh, as in a society how the women should be and um, their own uh, bringing their own individualistic idea and opinion to that that was very beautiful for me and uh, i think we need to have these kind of dialogues so that it would you know like people not many people are aware of what things are going on in our world and uh, having that dialogue would definitely give us a perspective of where we are going as a society as a species together yeah i think ashit what i'm taking away from what you just said are two words right one is awareness and other is choice um i think talking to you about this makes me more even happier because um i believe feminism equality can only be achieved if men are a part of it and super happy to actually see men like you actually stepping up um understanding that is a problem first step is acknowledging right acknowledging there is a problem and then um trying to educate yourself you don't have to go nara lagane ki zarurat nahi hai right you just have to educate yourself have these dialogues give opportunity like you are doing to people spaces for people to talk and take that word away i think uh that's the most brilliant thing that is happening in this generation very happy to be actually alive in this generation where people each one of us are fighters we are fighting for our own cause as you said the women's day messages i was taken aback by what feminism means to everyone and that's what feminism is i think i think that is what equality is like it is just uh bringing in better opportunity uh bringing in the same platform for everyone let it be a man or a woman um by your own way yes i uh, i think right so uh, two things that i understand from whatever we just talked uh, one would be like um uh, awareness is one thing when where you know like you have to put in the work to understand because most uh, in our society right when you try to understand the oppression when you try trying to understand like who is the oppressor and who is getting oppressed and um, not necessarily you need to have opinion on each and everything but at least you understand the fact and the situation where we are in that is incredible in itself that's the first step and uh, i wouldn't say it came very easy to me even i was put in such situations where i was expected to know all these things and that is where i come from that is where i took in step and i educated myself and it's not 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 only about equality of women but also child education and there there are so many numerous things that requires our attention not necessarily you just go out and then put your work and your energy into each and everything but as you said pick your own battles and give your best and yeah. if you want and that should matters now coming back to your journey right so when after engineering most of us uh, we don't know what what we do next and that's how we figure out 
in the four years of engineering <laughs> i certainly <laughs> got into a job i was i had never imagined but uh, what about you why like what propelled you to be a part of tfi a beautiful organization hats off to them whatever they are doing so what what was the idea and what was the push behind joining that yeah so you have known me from engineering right mm-hmm. um so my energy and my um like willingness in engineering was not a lot around the course but what helped me in engineering is my network as i have my network here um and definitely a lot of opportunities and stages that i was a part of and i think one of them was model united nations that that is where we both met and um being a part of model united nations everywhere throughout the um state what made me um what was helpful there for me was that i was getting a lot of chance to read about a lot of issues that was happening around the world the globe right um that is one and the second is um my college igit sarang it was in a village i would say um and what helped me there is i was able to um expose myself to the poverty that we actually talk about i was able to expose myself to the reality of the government schools around there and fortunately my mom is also a government teacher so i got a lot of chance to go to schools with her and i had a knack of actually understanding a problem from within i never knew what it is called till today it's called a problem solver apparently i was a problem solver but i at that time um i went to a lot of schools just to understand how difficult the state of education is and um i was doing a lot of volunteering work and that's when um i founded a project called india to 10 year old where i was going to a lot of government schools and i was uh giving education around good touch and bad touch to uh the like teen teenagers right my agenda behind that was not that i wanted to educate them about good touch bad touch only but i wanted my presence in that space just to understand what is the state at this point not just about these general things but also about the proper education that we need um and fortunately uh, facebook played a really go- good role in me getting to know about teach for india um i was posting my stories in facebook and some gentleman um i don't remember his name i i really want to um he tagged me in one of the posts of teach for india saying this is something you might like and uh, i fell in love with tfi the first time i saw like we work with a vision of one day all children are going to attend an excellent education and i think that all children uh, made me come here fall in, fall in love i applied and i got into and one of the best decisions of life i may say absolutely i i couldn't agree to it more so the thing is that when you when you step into that situation you get exposed to certain things right that changes you and i was fortunately exposed exposed to a lot of situations which changed me as a person i am like i was 3 years 4 years back and the person i am today so other than that right so the, i also had a brief time with an organization that uh, i was lucky to be a part of during my engineering it was called i think it is it, it still is today hum hai and um, we were doing like a lot of social campaigns back mm-hmm. then taking up different issues and one such was and we called it green diwali so 
what was happening uh, there uh, i think um, we planned like we wanted to celebrate in a very different way rather than crackers and all right so what we did is like we uh, went to we we decided to with that we'll go to an orphanage and do something about it but back then like going to an orphanage and that to uh, the time was very short when we decided that we wanted to do that and after that after doing a lot of contemplation going back and forth we decided that um, we'll go to this place uh, where um, that's inside the jhatpada jail if you know yeah. it's in bhubneshwar yeah and um, i don't recollect the exact name of that uh, institute where they keep people the jail inmates their children they are kept and they are groomed they are given education and all the stuff and we wanted to touch that place and um, while i was there right i i i spent an entire day with them and i can't tell you like what kind of feelings i had it's it's unexplainable for me and it was so beautiful and uh, that was that was the last time i remember i was really really happy because it was just selfless and seeing those children being happy over small small things getting a pencil getting a book getting a, a crayon box and doing doing different activities dancing to the tunes right so i miss those things a lot miss those moments and the the sheer innocence was there right so that had a great impact on me and i think once we are as we said right so once we are exposed to such situations we understand the importance of it absolutely absolutely agree to that and uh, so once you like once you decided um, that okay this is where i want to be and i want to join what what were the next steps were there any challenges initial battles yeah um so long it feels long time going back to that but um i actually did not decide to be there right like i was fascinated about the idea of being a teacher to 40 under privileged children in some very different part of the world um but i think i did not know why i did not know what right i i just knew how i found the medium but what exactly a shreshtha can bring which a xyz cannot bring to that platform is something i never knew um and i think that was one of my challenges number one is to identify why i want to be there right and second i think is a lot of my parents <laughs> i would say um not in a very negative sense right i i do understand where do, where they come from given they want their child to be at a place where uh, she is earning and she has independent life and um fellowship did not pay me that much though it was enough for me to survive and also it was not a very um taken path at that time at that time right it was a very less traveled road um i think that is where uh, my challenges came from to make my parents realize that what i'm doing is a right thing um and to convince myself also that yes this is what i want to do um not sitting for uh, placements was a very big step for me very bold step for me and uh, my challenges were a lot of my own limitations and definitely to just make sure that my parents are happy and um on point in what i'm doing um yeah i think i think most of us in the families that we come from right and 
the generation that we are from and our parents right they necessarily don't understand the kind of impact or the kind of um, work that you want to do and be happy about it and uh, to getting them on board with your idea that's a toughest battle and i think it has it, it has i just hope that it has reduced to some extent nowadays because they are also exposed to so many information and tech in general and when we like by this time when you had already convinced yourself that okay i know my why why i want to be there and how i'm going to make an impact what were the like um, back then also and now also what do you feel like what are the most common problems or concerns that you have with the current child education system or women's rights in equality all all those things in general so yeah uh i think one thing i'm taking away from what you just said about your experience in jharpada jail mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um what they're trying to do is trying to shift a generation uh, the previous generation is sitting in a jail think about the children who are uh, growing up in that uh, scenario so what they are necessarily trying to do is break that generational barrier of education and i think that is what is one of the biggest concerns in education today is um we are at a stage where we want to break that generational gap you and me are educated and fortunate enough to have a lot of opportunities because our parents thought that is important and i think it's not the children who just needs to be educated at this point of time it also depend the onus of it is also on the previous generation you me and a lot of other parents like who are there at that at this point of time i think that is one of the biggest concern and the second is we want to educate our children or we want to give them knowledge right that they, they are two very different things a knowledgeable person is not necessarily an educated person but a educated person is a knowledgeable person my worry is that our curriculum today um is focusing on a lot of making our kids knowledgeable but we want to make them educated and because of uh those reasons we need very very passionate individuals to be in the education sector but um sadly it's not very uh it's not considered a very aspirational job today being a teacher is never considered an aspirational job which it should be right they are one of the pillars of how our country uh, is progressing today um so all in all i think it's a generational gap it is um it's about education versus being knowledgeable and it's about lack of very very passionate individual in the education sector um these are the things that made me probably stay in the sector for like this is my fourth year in the development sector and i know i'm not transitioning back to engineering after this um not undermining any profession but um yeah my time here is making me realize problems one day at a time i think um i i know someone i was talking to who told me once that any impact in any sector requires at least a decade in that sector and i'm just 4 years here so um i think lot to explore a uh, lot to explore about what the problems are forget about solving them right and i want to be at a place where i at least know what i'm working towards it's such a vast ocean i have just t- touched a drop and i have just told you about couple of surface level problems that i have understood at this point of time 
I think when you talk about um, when we talk about a disease, a diagnosis is very important, and um, a stigma or uh, a concern that is so deep rooted, you have to at least spend good amount of time to understand it from all the areas, so that once you start exploring the solutions, you necessarily know that what is the challenge who am i against with how do i convince them how do i go about the solution in general could you break down the uh, point that you talked about uh, being educated and being knowledgeable so what i understand is it something related to to having the the kind of resources or um, being in the, in that particular environment which gives you enough opportunities to grow hmm so i want you to imagine something right mm-hmm. um imagine a person um in your life you have met um who has an amazing degree right like with from some amazing college um but when you are talking to them the kind of things that they are saying is little concerning for you right like uh talking about uh, maybe some politically wrong stuffs or talking about women belong in the kitchen right and stuffs like that are you getting any picture in your mind i do okay. i do okay unfortunately we all do right and that's where the difference comes in a knowledgeable person um definitely definitely knows about a lot of things that okay gender inequality exists an educated person tries to realize that it exists tries to educate themselves as you read and tries to identify their role in it and tries to work towards it not necessarily solve it right and that's where i see the difference is what is a bookish knowledge and what is a real life problem and am i able to apply everything that i'm reading um, or like getting education on in a classroom outside beyond and i'm i actually trying to establish myself as a responsible adult or a citizen and trying to do something about it that's where i see the difference for both of them and i think in underprivileged community where i have taught um a lot of these real life problems exist and that's where i was telling right we need an adult for our children to make them realize that you have a role to play in it and that's going to solve a lot of our problems yeah i think when we were growing up right in schools um i at least felt that we we were just taught Uh, to pass the exams to just mug up all the textbook knowledge and then not necessarily apply it anywhere but i see that at least a place where we are able to apply our knowledge and that application helps us to visualize that's the word so when you visualize something right you can achieve it it might take a good amount of years or if you are lucky enough you can do it even in a two year three years but definitely visualizing something right from top level athletes to a small kid if they can do it i think it will help them fare well in their journey and uh, the things that they aspire to be yeah when like when once like that's everything was sorted and uh, you finally decided to join tfi and uh, i think there was another challenge that you were going out of your city your 
comfort zone and you moved to chennai and um, for me and for so many other people who are from east or north right of india chennai is might be the last place they want to be first in general is because of the weather but this is i am speaking from a perspective of a person who has never been to chennai hmm. and um, i have also interacted with people who after being in chennai has entirely uh, have a different view of it and um, what's your take on that yeah comfort zone i miss that word so much i want to go back some day <laughs> there but yeah and i think um, so chennai chennai was a conscious choice right it didn't just come to me and uh, me being the person i am i thought pushing myself beyond comfort zone is going to help me be a better person but i did not visualize the word that you just said the challenges that's going to come in right um <laughs> i went into chennai the first day i booked an uber from the airport to home and the uber driver called me just to ask where your drop location is in tamil i did not understand a word and he cancelled right funny experience <laughs> yeah like think about me holding all my bags it was 2:30 at night i was coming from pune from my training institute and this happened and i was like i was almost crying in there i'm like what did i sign up for um but fortunately the um experience changed right i i booked a airport taxi costed me a lot went and like stayed at a place and went to school i think that's where everything changed right i went to school and that was my first day my kids did not know i was their next fellow um but they did welcome me with a smile with hugs they told me shreshtha miss come this is our classroom and i think when they said this is our classroom that's where everything changed for me um but the challenge of language the challenge of weather as you said still exists right like um traveling in a local transport was difficult for me um i remember ram he was one of our managers he gifted me a uh, english to tamil translation small pocket book where like give me the ticket or like i want to eat are you hungry these small small phrases are translated into tamil and i used to take that book everywhere and i made a conscious choice of actually traveling in a um, in always buses right public transport so that i get to know the city a little bit more saturday sundays i took my time to travel alone in that space to understand what the city is um culturally it was a little difficult to be very honest given um our culture is very very different from what it is in uh, chennai and cul- culture is a thing where you it's very easy to offend people right when you don't uh, actually follow their culture um but what helped me ashit to be very honest is being open to learning and being open to perspective right just this idea that people are not wrong people are just different right and that is what helped me a lot at that point of time and second is just a lot of asking for help understanding i'm not alone in this there are people to help me out and i have a bigger purpose why i am here i'm not just here to fight with people or to identify myself as a person who is different and i have come here to do something great that feeling of masiha would have made everything worse but just making sure that i'm here to learn and i'm also 
uh, here to take away a lot of things and also to give help me and my children oh my god <laughs> so they they help me get tickets they talk to the bus conductor we call them anna they they talk to the anna saying okay our miss doesn't know english make make her get down at the right place and all of that they were kids okay seventh graders and they were like my bigger elder brothers and sisters they will walk me to the bus stop they will help me find out places where i can buy cheap food and all of that right and i think people are amazing people are great i might not want to go back to chennai because of the weather because that doesn't suit me but because of the people i would love to go back to that place every time i want to and the temples and the food amazing you should go there once to just taste the food i, w- I would love to after hearing what you have said i think i should once at least and and um, when you consciously decide to do something right and um, the first thing that you have to understand it's not going to be that easy you standing at that airport and then getting number of cancel caps that was certain is just that if you have if you are entering into the journey with a certain amount of expectations be ready to get offended get pulled down and then after that also you have to come up and then give your fight and uh, talking about the culture right people and culture they make the place that it is when i came to bangalore uh, and uh, even i made a conscious effort to travel in buses and local uh, autos and talking to people in general though i had no particular intention to learn their language in a month or a year but it's just that i wanted myself to get acquainted to that kind of behavior and i i have particular this is my personal opinion people in southern india are little louder when they speak and it's not necessarily that they are yelling at you or they are offending you in any way it's just that that's how they talk and that's how their culture is and i come came to an understanding okay he's talking to me nicely but that's his way of talking to me and uh, talking about culture as well when i was speaking to my brother and um, he has been a lucky guy he he has friends almost from all the asian countries and uh, when he was saying right so once you go to uh, south korea you don't necessarily know how to behave what to say and they treat you like an alien they'll make you feel shiver and they'll uh, they, they'll make you feel that you should go away right now but you need to give yourself some time and give yourself enough chances to understand their culture not necessarily uh, have a set expectations and go in there and then if things don't go your way you just realize that okay that's that's not my cup of tea and i have to maybe i should go back i should not do this but that's how you evolve you push yourself day in day out you achieve and it's not only with respect to culture with respect to whatever you want to achieve in your life with with that right so uh, while talking to him it gave me a perspective i could relate to stuff i could relate to stuff you said traveling in buses speaking to them and um um other than that their culture their food habits and once you go back to your place 
and that is all that that is evident you can always go back to your place you carry a sense of personality that you have built up from the place that you have been and uh, you can go there and you can share it with uh, share it with others who don't know like me i i never knew about chennai and you gave me a new perspective of it. and that's really incredible i really appreciate it and um once uh, like um it was such a beautiful thing you mentioned about uh, you know small kids helping you out and i think like once uh, once you give yourself enough chances to be there to, like stick to your why and not necessarily focus on things that is uh, setting you back people come to help you in different forms in different way and um, you need to be able to recognize these moments these are the small yet easily unnoticed moments that will help you keep on your path and when you are feeling low you are not ready you are feeling i should give up yeah. and that's very easy to do but things that you don't do that is easy only makes you better and like talk me about uh, your entire journey at tfi in a nutshell if you can yeah. so how 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 beautiful was it i i certainly understand it was tough but what were the other experiences yeah in a nutshell uh, yeah i will try <laughs> um so um as i said before right it's been four years in teach for india but in two different kind of roles uh, my first role was as a teach for india fellow um i was teaching like 40 adorable kids in chennai high school kotur and these are all teenagers right i was teaching and imagine where we were when we were teenagers there were not just educational inequity as a problem there were issues like um mesh he took my sharpener mesh he's beating I, me I he's remember. <laughs> teasing me and love triangle oh my god like there were so many love triangles in the classroom um but i think like my role at that point of time when i went to teach for india um when i uh, understood what my role is going to be i thought i went in with an idea ki oh i am going i'll change the whole world these 40 children will be the best of the children that i have i have ever seen i went inside the classroom the classroom has no blackboard the classroom has no benches my kids are sitting down and uh, it's a small classroom and there's one fan I was devastated. I was like, "What did I sign up for? Oh my god!" And I have, I have actually go went inside the washroom that day and I cried my heart out, and have un- just asked myself, "Is it worth it? Is it worth it?" And when I came out of that classroom and I saw these kids actually sitting with each other in circle and explaining each other stuffs um, of how to. and the agenda of that circle was how to make shrishtha ms comfortable inside the classroom and that just mel- melted my heart that that just changed everything for me think about seventh graders trying to think of making their teacher comfortable thinking Every- thinking beyond themselves exactly everything i was doing was making my teacher's life hell inside the classroom right and um, that just changed a lot for me that day and uh, my whole two years to be very honest um that idea of okay i'll change the world changed from being i'm one of them we 40 plus 141 are going to change what the ecosystem is in front of us my vision for the classroom changed from 
I want to make them all brilliant to I want to give them a voice, right? I had 28 girls inside my classroom and the worst part was um, this community believed that girls should stay at home after their menstruation and that became my problem statement. That's where the gender line came in, right? From there, my trajectory completely changed and I worked towards giving my children a voice that they should uh, identify the problem that's there and should speak about it. And... Um, live about the day-to-day activity. I think that's what I have necessarily worked towards. My kids are in 10th grade now. I went last week to Chennai to meet them and just seeing that empathy still alive, that boldness still alive and my kids being a unit. This is a classroom of 10th graders, 40 children, being a unit in themselves. I think that's my biggest win, right? And out of them, out of those 40, if one of them is able to at least achieve their dream. That would be my biggest win. What I have done necessarily is I have helped them dream. I have helped them dream that I don't want to be a housemaid as my mother was. Though I respect her for what she is doing. I want to be a teacher, right? Can I actually realize that it is possible? I think that was what it was. And during the pandemic, like my fellowship ended during the pandemic, I realized how important it is for adults to be in the system. I can't just achieve what I want to achieve just by kids, right? If there was not a Shreshtha Mess or a Nitin Sir in the classroom, maybe my kids will not be in a place where they are. And that's when I chose the role of being a recruiter with Teach for India, where I wanted to bring in responsible, like-minded adults to the system. And that's what I have been doing from the two years. And this two years, to be very honest, has been a roller coaster ride. I have talked to around 2,000 people in this two years. And communication, oh my God, when you talk to people, know their story, you know so many things about them, right? And I realized one of the problem statements that I'm trying to work towards in the next uh, phase of my life has come from these two years where I have realized it's not just, it's not just my own idea of what I want to be but it's the society at the back of me who pushes me to do what I am doing society has a lot of work to play and how it is more importantly difficult for women to come and achieve what they want to achieve and how many steps are there right Um, my role as a recruiter I have spoken to so many women and I have worked on their stories I have understood their stories of why or why not they are doing what they are doing or they're not doing what they're not being able to do. And um, that necessarily helped me to choose my next step uh, of going to the London School of Economics for my master's um, with this problem statement of working with women. And I am in the phase of transitioning out of Teach for India at this point, but this is home, right? Like I'm going to come back here anytime I want to. Um, This has given me a personality of myself, has um, made me identify with something. When I when I, you asked me for the bio, the first thing that came was Teach for India and it's going to be there always. So grateful for this organization for what they have given me. Yes. I, I can see the passion in your voice. And uh, obviously, when, when you see people who are a little from the underprivileged backgrounds, right? They are um, they're forced to think in a certain way, they are limited by their own imagination and the cultural stigmas they have. And um, 
there's just one question when we were you were explaining right so one question i think like how important is it to educate um, the family first in in an underprivileged uh, background right uh, do you do you think what kind of impact it would create to educate the family first to understand the necessity of education or the uh, or, or let's say of the good touch or bad touch or uh, how they should empower their own uh, children and women of their family to go out and do stuff yeah so when we talk about empowering the family i think most importantly empowering the mothers right uh, educating the mothers given um the children spend maximum of their time with their mothers right and there's commun- in these communities normally fathers are the breadwinners and mothers are the homemakers so when you spend maximum of your time with one person your personality becomes like them right like we know a lot of what we do today is a influence of our parents right like my mother was bold enough to take courageous step in her life and that has just pushed me to do that right um it is very very important to be very honest given your primary education stays with you it's not easy to uh for example menstruation right like it took me so much of time just to go to a community and talk to the mothers ki this is not a taboo and i can't just tell them that this is not a taboo they also come from like a, a generation of learning and the breaking that generation of learning is not easy what helps is at this point is just telling them that things are changing it's different give your child a space and you let the child explore what they want to explore definitely not easy but definitely a man- mandatory step if we are wanting to bring this generation to a better tomorrow um can the teacher do it alone no can the teacher do it yes and who needs to do it as i think every stakeholder who is involved in a child's education just calling a ptm meeting every month does not suffice can i involve the parents in the learning um like phase of the children of in their growth phase is very very important i would say and um, why i'm saying mothers again especially for the daughters is because sometimes they becomes the pushing point sometimes they becomes the people who actually pull the leg and make them sit at home um in these communities definitely we need to hold the mothers we need to talk to them and identify them as one of the stakeholders in the growth of the child i um i think um i was reading this book um 3000 stitches by yeah. sudhamurthy and uh, in the first chapter itself uh, she talked about um, working with uh, the devdashis back then their culture and the kind of approach she had taken back then initially she just um was taken aback was humiliated to a level that she was crying like a baby and um, her father back then she told her that if you confront them directly with the harsh reality they will kick you out they will not listen to you you need to make them understand by being one of them and not, when i said by being one of them not necessarily do the thing that they are doing but just to understand how their lives are and just to like a simple thing like getting get, getting yourself made up uh, getting uh, a makeup 
and wearing a sari or something the kind of familiarity they would reciprocate from you and only then you will be able to bring them on board and what you said i can absolutely relate to that and um, it's very important that uh, there has been a shift though in the past uh, 20 years i would say if i'm not wrong uh, people are at, at least nowadays talking about it but yeah there are so there are categories or there are places in our society where it's still considered not to talk about it and um, rightly said like mother and uh, most of the children they spend their maximum time at home though they come to school and they learn but the moral support the cultural shift all those things mostly happen because they spend their most maximum time in their family and uh, a woman for them i understand that they are more comfortable at that age to talk to their mother rather than their father and um, hopefully that changes there there's an space where they can just speak it out and not necessarily consider who is in front of them unless that person matters to them and they care for them genuinely that kind of society is where i also envision to be but yeah, i i i i would say that there has been progress to at least some extent for people like you <laughs> who have been contributing day in day out and um, i was really fascinated by the by the thing that you said right i was a change maker and because i wanted to have so many others not necessarily like me but with the same kind of vision and goal and you consciously took that step to be a recruiter so when when you understand that there is a limitation and you take a conscious step or make an effort to bring that change to a greater level so that that's a beautiful way to do it and i really appreciate that thank so, you so uh, tfi has been a family and it will always be a home for you though you are you are separate separating ways but you will always have a huge part of that in you and obviously they'll miss you too i hope so <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other than that right so uh, could you walk me through like what was your thought process uh, like well you decided that uh, my master should be at lse why lse yeah um i think why lse is best answered by why the course right mm-hmm. and uh, it's the course is msc in social innovation and entrepreneurship so i have a vision of actually building something of my own building a project of my own which i will be running um alone not alone i would say i would be running myself um so that is one of my visions and that's why i wanted to go for this course of uh, entrepreneurship right um but this course at lsc fascinated me so much given it's a very very small cohort of people but then the people come from like throughout the world right i heard your brother's podcast uh, in the episode one it was amazing like the kind of network he was talking about that is what i envision at lsc um and when you see the student profile like last time when i was applying i saw there are people who have worked in five startups failed came here to learn and to go back and run 
their sixth startup, right? That's the kind of people I want to stay with who have seen their failures at their, as their stepping stones. And when they, when I talk about social innovation, it's a very tricky business, right? The monitoring and evaluation is just so out there, right? I'm not making profit to actually make myself say that, oh, I made this profit, so I am maybe successful. Social innovation, like gender inequality, how would I measure my success? It's always a work in progress, right? I think these uh, topics, I think these um, very mingled, not a straightforward problem needs like needs mind uh, throughout the world with a lot of experience for me to just learn. I'm there to learn from the people more more from the people, less from the course, I would say. LSE, um, LSE has been my dream college from when I was 7th or 8th grade, when I was in 7th or 8th grade. Why, why it was my dream college in 7th or 8th grade is because I loved the building. Yeah. Um, but why now, I think, is because the kind of alumni, um, they, that, those who are there. London, it's very fascinating for me. Chose London because... Uh, it's little easy given it's an English-speaking nation and our culture is very similar. I know it's a big leap from being at a job in four years and then leaving the job like in late 20s when your parents are like pushing you to get married. Like leaving my job and going for a master's is a difficult task. Not earning is a difficult task. Taking a huge loan is a difficult task. I That's why I chose London so that it's little easier on the font of at least surviving at that point of time. But LSE and the course, I think if I got a similar course in India, also I would have chosen LSE given I just wanted to go there and read, like study and have a life at a fascinating college and see how that is changing me as a person. It's just another adventure, I would say. Um, going there, again, talking with the locals, staying there, being like a localite, learning the culture and coming back and bringing a piece of London in me again, as you said before. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think more than place, right? It's about the people. It's Always. about the, uh, It's about the network of people that you interact with. And um, that in itself is a game changer. Plus, given that you're aligned with your goals and... Um, you're given enough opportunity to express yourself and um, so far you have always done that and um, I wish you all the best there as well. <laughs> and Thank you a lot. I think I need these good lucks a lot. I'm very anxious for this step but people like you keep on pushing me. I think that's that's why I am here. I think we need we need more such people right in everyone's life. People who genuinely care and be happy for others who are doing and excelling in their life, achieving some things and uh, and giving back to society because yeah. that's where we come from. And at some point of time, obviously, we all want to give back to society. No matter we earn billions <laughs> or we impact thousand lives, I think it's one of the same. So you always have to give back to society. And, and um, other than that, right? So even... I have seen, uh, like, I follow a couple of leaders and um, even their vision of achieving things is like starting up small and then making it big with time. And uh, sometimes you have to take uh, those long leaps 
and have faith in yourself to achieve what you're doing and pl- given given with that you need people to support you and it's very difficult to do it alone and um, i in, in my in my life i have seen my brother do that he stood up for himself and did every possible thing to achieve his dream and um, and to see more such examples people like you it really inspires us and at some point of level also we might want to push ourselves go out of your comfort zone and do something that we really want to we all want to live a meaningful life filled with purpose and I, i'm just out of words right now so <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing i'm really genuinely happy for you and once like how do you vision yourself once you are done with the lse and yeah. you, you briefly touched on your goals hmm. but in the longer run what would be one one or two key aspects that you want to give your thoughts and give your energy on yeah so like you have known me from what like i think 5 6 years 6 years yeah and um, when you saw me in uh, third year of my college i think my dream was something else i know yeah then teach for india happened then my dream changed and now lse and i know then again my dream will change you see my tattoo becoming right like i think i am always work in progress and definitely i don't know what my end goal is but at this point of time what is fascinating me and uh why i'm choosing lsc again is as i said right um as a recruiter i have talked to numerous women and what i have seen is um after maternity right like after motherhood it becomes so difficult for women to come back to the workforce um not necessarily um i have talked about this to a lot of people and they have said that maybe mothers don't want to come back to workforce but i would say not all mothers right like i have known in my circle people who are struggling to balance um family like their child and uh, their job uh, together and i think um the sad part is that taking care of the child the onus of it is always on the mother uh so coming back to the workforce becomes difficult for them for multiple reasons one is a societal pressure second is they have a guilt how can i leave my child and come and the third is um after being in a break for 3 4 years your uh, skill level and your expertise level are not matching to a lot of roles i agree that there are a lot of programs um, um with google with wipro who wants to actually bring these women back um but it's not about bringing just these programs alive but it is also empowering these mothers to not feel that guilt to give them a voice to talk to their family that they want to do it and also building that skill and that expertise level in them because of which they can actually go and start fresh again um 51% of our population is women and we can't afford them sitting at home because we need them to be at a space where they are creating impact in any matter as you said right um so my vision in lsc and beyond that is that i want to be that bridge that is helping these women to come to the workforce and not necessarily to the social sector right to the workforce i think reestablishing this women in the workforce is the vision that i'm holding at this point of time and that's what i want to explore in lsc how to do it is it the right thing to do um i found a problem statement and i have run to work towards that 
um i think 5 years down the line if you call me i want you to um know that i'm working probably in xyz state in our country with maybe 500 women to reestablish them um 5 years down the line that's where i want to be um you can better tell after 5 years where i am but that's what i'm becoming at this point of time and um, i'm hoping lsc to give me a direction because my thoughts are everywhere at this point of time i want it to be structured in a direction and i know the next steps at this point i think i don't know the next steps but open to exploring open to ideas open to network and collaboration i i think i think uh, when it's obviously that you have always have a bigger goal and then with time it becomes smaller and smaller and you should focus on smaller chunks rather than the entire goal itself and uh, in the journey of doing so right you're always welcome to pivot and uh, go back and forth do try multiple things and only then you will get to know only then you will be able to understand where i am where am i and uh, and then you would be the right person to judge your progress but with with that right without doing that without allowing yourself to fall into places and then come back in the path we should not judge ourselves and not you know like curse ourselves that we are not doing it what we are, what we aspire to do and um, with that right i was uh, uh, i was reading an article on times of india and uh, it was from nfhs so it's called national Fa- family health survey they had done it like um, 2015 2016 then again it was from 2019 to 2021 they were they had a um, summary of that entire survey that they did and there like um, i was just touching up like there are many aspects that they talked about uh, related be from the education to women's decision in a um, home to taking it from the economic background so i would just like to touch on that uh, economic thing so there there was a point like uh, women's employment still remains very low and um, it has further been hampered by the pandemic to give some numbers to that right so earlier from from the time from 2015 to 2016 it has just been one fourth of it and people like women are willing to work towards it in 2019 to 2021 and most of these data were taken prior to 2022 so we just can't say that enough people are not willing to do just because of the pandemic so there are multiple factors to it i did not go through the entire report but um, i'll have it link in the show notes so people can go through that and uh, with that right there was, there was like um, at the end there was cup, there were a couple of conclusions to it and one of them was like the econo- i'll just read it out for you sure. the economic security for women remains grossly inadequate as indicated by data on both income generation and asset ownership and the pandemic have only compromised these further and um, so obviously pandemic something uh, that we have no control on and, but given give, leaving that aside there are other factors which needs to be taken care of and one such example that you gave that we necessarily should not just have a generalized bias that not everyone is willing to work but there are people who are willing to do it and we should strive for those smaller portion even if it's a small one 
we should strive for those smaller portion of people who are do, willing to make a change and be that uh, person to show or be an example to others to come at work and then take up financial decisions yeah i think it's very important uh, as a society where we are going in yeah i i think i i would like to shed like probably a line on that mm-hmm. um you must be knowing that pandemic has actually taken a lot of employment from women and i i was just doing some research talking to some people and my understanding was that um in a family definitely the person who earns more is going to stay at a job if required uh, for someone else to quit right normally it is seen that the women are earning less and the men earns more and it's not because they are women it's just because the kind of jobs they are taking up right when you um uh, there was a beautiful instagram post i was seeing like close your eyes and imagine a ceo right is it a male close your eyes and imagine a teacher is it a female right and i think the roles have been a lot gender biased and um definitely a ceo or like definitely a, a head of a multinational company is going to earn more than a teacher and women um unfortunately or fortunately i can't say that are taking up roles which are very very gender biased at this point of time and that just makes them earn less and when in a crisis scenario um if me and my partner has to decide on who leaves the job for the child and if my partner is earning more definitely it will be him he will come who will continue the job and i will stay back home right and that is also another reason which is a very deep rooted reason it's not just this pandemic did it it is just bringing me back to question why are we not earning in uh, balance with the other counterpart like the other partner of mine or why am i choosing jobs that will not pay me more am i comfortable that's why am i doing i am doing it or am i conditioned to do it very important question to ask ourselves maybe a lot of us are comfortable but unfortunately a lot of us are conditioned also right um bigger question to ask and ponder about i um i was talking to one of my friend female friend and to that dialogue whatever you said right i think um people are understanding that uh, the bread earner should not be a gender specific thing and uh, i'm really uh, happy that people are understanding that it's not it's it's not a gender specific role and um, to that right my friend had a say so she told me it does not matter even if, like for, because she had been in a situation where um, her integrity was concerned and that was questioned and um, but the thing is that she told me like even if you earn hefty amount of money when you sit at the dinner table right people don't consider your opinion so Agreed. i think i think that pushed me back and i did some research and um, i read a lot of narratives where you know like though women are trying hard to be the bread earner or at the economic position where men are and obviously there's a difference that's why they are trying to bridge that gap but still there's work to be done in the mindset of people 
Oh my God, so much, yes. So even if it, it really does not matter, even if you are um, enough earning, or uh, you are doing it more than if someone is in your family, but um, people need to acknowledge that more than your economic factor, it should be about your presence and you matter. Yeah. And uh, there's one 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 key aspect too that I see is like, our like few years back. the race was about econo- like about the financial stuff once people are starting to realize that okay this this gap is getting smaller and smaller now the whole point has changed to the um to the assumptions that people carry right so mm. uh, i just i i i was baffled by this right so you you do all the work to be where you like people are and you want to be there to earn the seat at that level right but when you are at the table you still understand that the race has gone off to some another level and um, you need to jump in and then prepare for that so that is very tough and uh, i was really sad to see that and on top of that i saw lily singh give a talk Huh. Okay. And she was talking about the same and I was I literally could not stop myself feeling so bad that um, even people like her and she has a story and she was talking about something that not so many people are doing being in that industry and uh, that was really appreciative. I I was really happy to see that. I think it starts from us feeling bad and then realizing there is a problem <laughs> and not being a part of the problem right uh-huh. um i think what is important here to just see right like um and not undermining any men's struggle at this point of time but um i'll just take the example of my brother and me i come from a family where the mother is educated and is employed even in my uh, like extended family all the women women are employed right but even in a kind of family like that um for our brothers it is not convincing their parents that they want to go and do this do that for us there is a extra layer of challenge that we are dealing with right i get to dream for sure you have given me the opportunity to dream but you are pulling my leg back then that's not helping me to go there where i want to right and whenever i see a woman at a position i just don't see her degree right and that is what i want to actually bring this audience into the um, into like agreement also is that when you see a woman think about the kind of struggle she has come from right furthermore if you are seeing a mother think about the layers of problem she has dealt with to be where she is and um unfortunately because of that the women deserve further more respect at that dinner table that we are talking about but that's not happening um as you said it's a very interesting point that i'm taking out, out from here is um the question is not about economy at this point of time it has shifted from economy to somewhere else so the larger question is do we want equity in this world right like where are we heading um something to ponder about i'm taking back and definitely going to read and for my opinion on this so thank you for this absolutely so talking about how the house life now 
now that you are preparing to go abroad and um, what's the kind of experience and the stuff that you are getting done yeah um as i said before right i'm filled with anxiety at this point of time given um it's something very very new being the first person from the family going abroad don't have anyone to bank upon the experiences or anything but i think um i'm preparing myself um two things are very difficult transitioning out from teach for india is very difficult like um my heart lies here so um this has been a place where the people are mine i can go back to them for anything so that is something um i'm just still processing that i am to move out uh so i'm moving out in june from here and currently i am uh, working with a lot of projects um so there is something called consult for humanity where i'm consulting for them on these kind of issues um so i am working as a consultant for something called teach for india x that is uh the entrepreneurship cell of teach for india like i'm just interning with them so um these are a couple of things that i'm doing uh but in terms of getting prepared for lsc i think first thing that i'm doing is following a lot of food bloggers from london <laughs> so that <laughs> i know where to go and eat food right? is very very much important yeah so i'm working on a scrapbook just to uh prepare my travel initiatives so that like i can go uh, i have an itinerary once i am there and i know where to uh go on my weekends that's definitely something that i'm doing very much a travel freak i learn from people and that's why i love traveling um and in terms of i think getting just ready for the college um i'm trying to get hold of uh a lot of people who have been in london school of economics just to get the idea um of how life is going to be there uh talking to a lot of alumni building my network over linkedin linkedin has been a life savior um and definitely um scholarships uh that is very important middle class family we don't have that much of money to actually go True. right away spend and this is True. a problem and which i want to actually talk about um so uh just figuring out a lot of scholarships that i can apply to or loans up i can apply to to be there so now i feel like i'm doing two jobs <laughs> in the morning it's teach for india at night it's uh, prepping for lsc so it's been tough but very excited and looking forward to what london has in store for me it's exciting and scary <laughs> it is <laughs> i think uh... i can wish you all the greatness and goodness and other than that be in touch of course <laughs> are you going to leave me if i don't no no touch? absolutely not <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would need at least two three episodes from you so i would definitely not leave you <laughs> done <laughs> deal <laughs> so with that right so i have a rapid fire round for you oh nice exciting okay so here i'll ask you a question and you only have to answer in one word or one sentence max okay can't go beyond that okay okay cool do you have a prize for me if i win this or something uh, we'll decide that later okay okay then <laughs> uh so first question hmm best piece of advice you have ever received be yourself worst piece of advice if you have ever received uh, don't take risks was it from someone cold close yes it was disturbing but yes <laughs> that hurts okay if you are in authority what one rule would you make for everyone to follow one rule everyone can follow no everyone must follow 
must follow okay you don't get to take away the freedom from any counterpart you have around you and you'll be punished if you do so um and it can be reported maybe punished like uh, sentenced not sentenced but <laughs> maybe questioned and penalty yeah fine monetary fine <laughs> i think too good a world to imagine but i think that is something that i definitely do absolutely okay last question meeting new people or deeper connections with the ones you have right now okay very tough <laughs> oh my god i can't choose it one of that you have to this is meant to be tough ah oh. you're running out of time um okay meeting new people okay okay you can elaborate on that yeah okay you just made it tough i think i value both of it um but because i had to choose i chose why meeting new people is i think a lot of my learning is based on people and in these conversations right like a lot of my trips solo trips have been just talking to people so i can't give up on that um i think i'll keep on meeting people and slightly build deeper connections and not tell you that i'm doing that that is a whole new experience yeah talking to new people people from different cultures getting to know them it definitely. changes you as a person definitely stories oh my god okay with that you have not won or lose the battle but yeah it did well <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay there are two last two questions that i want to end this episode with first is if money was not a problem which is the one book that you would give to everyone and why hmm okay so i think i have talked about it again and again to you uh it's the 50 toughest question of life by deepak ramola and um uh why is because so deepak is a person who i'm i'm addressing by first name as if i know him like but yeah deepak is a person who keeps on traveling talking to people which i absolutely love to do collect their life stories and then from there he has made this book with only 50 life lessons that he has gotten from these people he has talked to across india africa south america everywhere he has traveled right um and i think what brings this book alive or what is one of the beautiful things in this book is that it just exposes you to world in just pages few pages right and um it's i follow it like a bhagavad gita people say about bhagavad gita right you open any page and you will relate to what is going on in your life that's the same thing that happens with 50 toughest question uh, for me i open any question um to give you a glimpse it has questions like who you exactly are right what is your dream are you happy like these questions that brings conversations right and like we don't answer have you ha, when have you last answered are you happy i think i constantly question my happiness and state of being yeah but yeah, obviously these questions are very easy to forget exactly right and like it just brings me to a space where i'm actually intellectually and spiritually thinking about it um and um, that is why this book is my favorite and i think everyone should read this book people interpret this book in a very different different way it's available over amazon it has a podcast and he has this project called project fuel over youtube um i've I, watched all the episodes 
oh my god like it's life changing <laughs> right like when you uh, the way he talks the way he brings those life lessons alive um i think after Michelle Obama and Ayushman Khurana if someone i want to meet is Deepak and like probably sit with him and just talk to him um yeah <laughs> the day you introduced me to that guy i have stalked him from that day on my and god. i'm really really passionate to talk to him to understand his point of view on things and um, his journey yeah though most of them is out on the youtube everywhere but to know from his mouth right so that's very very important and that's very important for me to yeah. understand as a person oh and i admire him a lot by the yeah way. when we are talking about that he has some internships open in uttarakhand by the way now and um, the timelines aren't matching i wanted to go but that's not happening at this point of time but you should check all of those out summers may he does a lot of internships maybe you can apply to one and go absolutely just send me those links over sure <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay and hey i have the same question for you though okay yeah would love to know that from you too a book a book yes i think uh, the one i just gifted you today okay it's um, it's a book about kindness and compassion mm mm-hmm. and any time any day at any point of time i can go back to that book it's by a writer called uh, Charlie Mackesy. Okay. And um, he has this beautiful way of putting, you know, like small sentences, but that means a tons of words. It's like golden nuggets and uh, that with some of the diagrams that he does. It's not like yeah. them, but the sketches that he does. Yeah. You might not like when you see it, um you might feel like these are very scribbled hmm. and does not mean anything. but when you read that with the particular sentence that is written underneath that m- means a huge amount of thing that you might not even think once in a while sitting down by yourself and those things right they those things question your conscious self and it aligns with who you are because we all are fa- we all are running behind to create and understand our own identity and um, more often than not be attached to different things but once you do it you need to understand like is this right is this wrong is this what you, what i want and that that's a beautiful book but other than that i could give so many books that i've read so far yeah and um, the one other book that i would say is like um, start with why by simon sinek okay that's a very beautiful book because it talks about understanding your why hmm. and rather than working from how and what and coming inside to understand the deeper meaning of what you're doing you should go the other way around you should first understand why you're doing this and hmm. once you start to understand why you're doing this you will understand that it attaches with your identity with your personality and does it reflect what you think and aspire to be and only then you should move on to what and how that's love a very that. very very good book love that definitely would be reading this one resonating with me now only absolutely it's it's for anyone that want, wants to understand even if you even if you do, just want to spend time with yourself or just go out play golf huh? you you should understand why you want to do that and hmm. sometimes these question right not necessarily you have to answer it each and every time but sometimes you just you just have the essence of this happiness or doing it and you don't reason it out 
you don't Makes you sense. don't need yes. to reason it out everything but on a greater level on things that really matters a lot and it needs your conviction and determination right so there you have to question that thing and understand your why so yeah these these are the two books i would say perfect thank you for that yeah absolutely and uh, what would be one key takeaway from this conversation that we had and uh, what would you want the audience who are listening to this take home with them and try to reflect on it yeah i think one of the te- key takeaways from this conversation definitely is the conversation itself right uh, and why i'm saying this is um i think i have known you from like 5 6 years but um we are feeling the connection when we are having these conversations and i'm getting to explore so many layers of you um given what are the issues you resonate with what 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 kind of a person you are how do you perceive problem and i think we need more conversations like this to come out to the world we need more time for us to actually shut down technology as you made me do in the first place and uh, sit and just have these very casual conversations which has deeper impact um love that i couldn't have asked for a better monday morning so thank you for this thank you for making me a part of this like absolutely love the idea of bringing normal people like us to the forefront and learning from each other absolutely loving the podcast so that is definitely one of my takeaways and what i want the audience to take away um would be very narcissist to say from my life but uh, from this conversation is um again i come back to the statement a lot is just become right like just move with the flow and get out and start working on what you want to work on you don't necessarily need to have a end goal bachman mein people have asked us tumhe kya banna hai is a lie you don't have to become anything it's okay like it's okay if you don't have a um if if you are go- getting your first degree at around 20 your second at around 30 it's okay if you are not ready to get married it's okay if you are not ready to work it is okay if you like don't want to be around your family or just want to be around your family right it's okay to do whatever you want to do just become what you want to become and explore that uh wanting to become throughout the role right and um i live with this idea that it's never ending um i'm going to work and i'm going to die one day and i don't have to uh make myself probably uh, have a title in front of my name i don't want that i'm okay with my name um my and uh, just have to prove my name again and again to myself i don't have to prove myself to the world um so yeah the takeaway is just become become what you want to become and just make sure that whatever you are doing is not harming anyone it's okay if it is not doing good to others but it shouldn't harm anyone that's all i think that life is simple we are just making it complicated yeah unnecessary complicated yes. sometimes <laughs> and i think there's one thing that i believe has helped me and will help a lot many others as well once you start que- questioning it differently rather than what you want to become who you want to become that's you, powerful you you don't necessarily have to put those labels on yourself but at least try to become who you want to and then strive for it yeah. it might change thousand times but try and try and try yeah i, I 
last thing yeah okay um i read it yesterday so close your eyes and imagine um your son or daughter um dating someone like you are you smiling i think yes then that's the perfect self to be if not change right i i, I think that that was very simple and very funny but it has such a deep impact like if i can't let my um sibling or my like child be with a person like me then maybe i'm not the right person and that's very very powerful it just stayed with me so much just wanted to put it out here i think we have so much to talk about we'll yes. need at least one hour more <laughs> now but with that right thank you so much for doing this i'm really grateful and i'm really happy for what you have become and what you're doing thank you so much looking forward to more such conversations thank you <laughs>